Welcome to Kidney Talk, a program of Renal Support Network, a show that streams health, happiness, and hope to the kidney community. You can download all Kidney Talk shows from iTunes and find a variety of resources to help you navigate this illness at rsnhope.org. Please welcome your host, Lori Hartwell, who has lived with kidney disease since the age of two. Well, welcome to Kidney Talk, everyone. Um, Today, we have a subject matter that has been, you know, traveling throughout the community for a long time, and it's about, you know, dialyzing in a skilled nursing home, and what does that look like? Uh, Today, we have Alice Hellebrand. She's a a nurse, a certified nephrology nurse. Um, She was the past president of the American Nephrology Nurses Association, and she's the chief nursing officer and senior vice president of Education for Dialyze Direct. So welcome to the show, Alice. Oh, thank you, Lori. Thanks for inviting me. I appreciate it. So tell us a little bit about what is skilled nursing, um, you know, dialyzing, just to give everybody an overview. Sure. So Dialyze Direct was founded, you know, back in 2015. We launched our, uh, we presented this to our first patient. And what we do is we bring dialysis to the home of the patient, the skilled nursing home. Um, And when you think about that, over 40,000 patients every single day slept, dialysis patients, slept in a skilled nursing home last night. And that's a, a lot of patients that are either going, traveling back out to the outpatient dialysis world. But what we did is we brought dialysis to them in the building. Um, we bring dialysis RNs, trained dialysis RNs, LPNs, LVNs, um, patient care technicians, our social workers, and our dietitians into the building so that they're able to receive dialysis treatments without traveling, without missing meals, without missing medications, and in collaboration with the skilled nursing home staff. So let me explain that, you know, the four ways people get dialysis because, um, you know, one is you go to the in- the center and get dialysis, and that's one method. One, you can do at home. You can do PD or home hemo. Um, if you're in the hospital, um, it's called acute dialysis, and that's when, you know, you just had surgery or you're, you're recovering from a, an infection and you're getting dialysis in the hospital. But sometimes you have to go to a, you know, a skilled nursing facility because, you know, you might have broken your hip or or something that's short term and then there's long term. So is, is, am I on track there, Alice? Yes. And so normally people have to be picked up and taken to the center. And and I've 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 been in a center when some people who are very ill are being transported in. So this sounds like a really wonderful option for people so they don't have to go through all that. Well, think about it. You know, when I'm not feeling well, I don't want to get up, get dressed, go into a car or any other type of transportation to go even to the doctors, the food store, anything else. And why should patients or people who are in the skilled nursing home who are there for rehabilitation, they might have been recently discharged from an acute care hospital. I mean, they went into the hospital for an issue and they're there in the skilled nursing home to recuperate. Kate want to get up and, and travel to that outpatient dialysis unit. It's much more comforting. 
and beneficial to patients to receive it right in that environment. Well, and I imagine it's, you know, a lot less expensive because when you put somebody in an ambulance or have to transport them in a way they're at risk for being hurt or, um, I, I don't know, all kinds of things. It's never been, I've had to been transported a couple of times from one hospital to another. And, you know, it's, you sit there and wait while somebody... <laughs> trying to pick you up and you know it's just not as as convenient as you, you know and it's as you said you're cold you want your blanket you want your comfort um gear and you know they always like to just take the bare minimum when you go anywhere i'm like well, wait a minute what about fluffy yes yes um you know and it's so much easier to just go down the hall and receive your dialysis treatment um Many patients who are living in the skilled nursing home, even if it's for a short term, they're there for rehabilitative services. So they're able to go right from dialysis to the, down the hall for rehab, participate in rehab, have dinner, relax, um, without taking up way too much of their time with the travel. And, you know, we do more frequent dialysis, the five-day-a-week, and we know that the recovery time is less than two hours for the majority of our patients. And so with having that shortened recovery time, with eliminating the need for travel, with providing dialysis in the building with skilled caregivers, they, they were hoping and we know that they recover faster and they feel better. Well, and, and so you have, like, you'd mentioned qualified professionals who go in that have been trained in in doing, because you only do home hemo, right? Or do you do PD as well? No, we do only home hemo. And and so they're, uh, you know, basically been trained and certified in kidney care. Correct. We hire experienced dialysis nurses. They're embracing this new model of care. They see the need for it. Um, so our our Nurses have been in the environment for a considerable amount of time. Our PCTs have experience. Our LPNs, our LVNs are all coming to Dialyze Direct with experience. Well, and I imagine that, you know, the staff that you send out have support, too. If you encounter a patient that's a little more difficult, they can call in for help. They're not totally flying solo when they're in a skilled nursing facility. Now, we've developed a very strong support system. We embrace telehealth, um, our nephrologists, the treating nephrologists, our CMOs, um, our social workers, our dietitian, the managers in the area who's overseeing um, the care that's in the skilled nursing home are always readily available. It's so important because um, yesterday I was on Facebook and one of my um, kidney kin friends, you know, their needle dislodged during a home hemo treatment. And uh, hopefully the alarms, you know, kicked in and she was able to recover because she dialyzes solo. And, um, you know, those things are scary. So uh, you got to have a support system. And, and luckily she has one around her. Um, I wanted to ask a little bit about, you said a number earlier that was quite shocking to me, and you said 40,000 people are in a skilled nursing home, and, and I think there's some around 600,000, give or take, on dialysis, so that's, that's pretty heavy, 5 to 10% of the population. The statistics also state that 80,000 dialysis patients pass through a skilled nursing home in any given year. So that's substantial, and the need out there is great. I don't think people realize how many dialysis patients slept in a, in a skilled nursing home last night. 
Well, and, you know, I, I hear periodically, like we have one of our members who comes to our exercise classes that we host every day or during the week, and he got in a car accident. And he had to go to a skilled nursing home for a couple of weeks while he did dialysis. And, you know, things come up, <laughs> you know, just life. And then uh, just based on our bone and mineral structure of our body, I'm sure we're a little bit more prone to breaks. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, can you know you break something and you don't have the support team around you, um, you need to go to a skilled nursing home. Because I know for a fact, Alice, that the hospitalist is circling and saying, I want this patient out of the hospital. <laughs> and, uh, you know, because they, you know, cost a lot of money to keep people in the hospital when they could go to another place. You know, and, and we're taking patients that are... Um, in the, in the acute care hospitals or even LTACs that no longer require that level of service, that they can be discharged to a skilled nursing home. Now that we're able to go in and provide the dialysis care, um, and it's, it's a very port, important transition. Um, patients who are coming out of this, the acute care hospital typically have a lower hemoglobin. Um, they may have some extra fluid on um, because, you know, of their comorbidities and what's occurred with them while weight. they're in the acute care hospital. Yeah, a you little lose more weight, weight. When you're in the hospital, because I don't know, I wasn't a fan of their food, and I didn't yeah. feel like eating, so. Nobody wants to eat. I mean, everything happens in the acute care hospital. You're sick. You're sick. Right. And so, you know, not feeling well, everything is a little off kilter. So they go into the skilled nursing home. They receive the enhanced services that they require um, to, in order to get them better so that they could be discharged their back to their private home, go to their outpatient dialysis unit, um, and continue with their life. Now, um, is there a percentage of patients or just kind of some that decide to choose hospice after being in skilled nursing or the majority going back to their facility? The majority of our patients are going back to their facility. They're discharged um, back to home. Um, Hospice is another area that, you know, we're diving into and really investigating why we're not providing more comfort care for patients who are at the end of life, why they need to live the last days of their life in an acute care hospital where they could be in the comfort of a skilled nursing home and receive dialysis as needed. Um, I hope that the nephrology community embraces that and there's they see the need for this type of care for patients. I think it benefits, and I know it benefits the families also. Um, I For all the decades that I've been in nephrology, one of the hardest decisions I've ever watched a family member make is whether or not to remove that patient and discontinue dialysis. Um, So I think there's a great need out there, and we need to advocate for our patients and for, for each other. Well, and, you know, it's such a great point because um, I've I've had several friends that have chose to, you know, just stop or they're terminally ill because of another reason. Um, and, uh, and, you know, luckily one of my friends was uh, that ended up passing away, uh, they did dialyze her to get the fluid off of her because she, you know, was literally dying of another issue, but um, it, it gave her some comfort and not just drowning in two seconds. So um, I know it's a very morbid talk topic, but it's, <laughs> it's you know, I, I'm thinking of my friend right now and just, uh, but she was in an ICU. <laughs> 
And I, I remember going to the room and her family was playing music and doing all the things she needed and to make her happy. And I'm like, you know, she would have much rather been at home. Uh, I know there, that for a fact. Be, there should be comfort at the end of life, no yes. matter what, no matter what situation you're in. And certainly for a dialysis patient and the family members to make that decision decision again to stop dialysis, um, it must be very painful. I've never been faced with that, but I've witnessed it. And the angst that goes along with it is, is unnecessary. It's, it's, you know what, we just, you know, we just don't live forever. Um, so it's a, it's a fact we all are going to face it someday. Um, so what are some of the other barriers that you're facing to bring this treatment option to people who need dialysis? Sure. Um, you know, it is a new model of care, relatively new. Many patients haven't um, been informed about it. They believe or there's a, a belief out there that dialysis should only be um, provided in an outpatient dialysis unit. I kind of remember, or I, when I talk to people, I say to them, you know, I remember back in the day when I started in dialysis, and um, it was in the early 80s, mm -hmm. dialysis was only performed in a, in a hospital setting. And I still recall the first time in my area um, where an outpatient dialysis unit was set up, and we absolutely thought that it would fail. I mean, we're nurses. We believed where, we're, where we were working. We, we believed this is the way it was. And so we were watching that outpatient dialysis unit because I could see it from the top of the hill, and I say, it's going to close. They can't do dialysis in an outpatient unit. Well, lo and behold, here we are. There are outpatient <laughs> strip mall dialysis in that independent facilities all across the country. And so when we launched providing dialysis in the skilled nursing home and really started to embrace the idea, we also felt, and there are people who believe that in the skilled nursing home, you cannot provide dialysis safely. And that is not the case. Not, that is not the case at all. So I think it's really a transition within the whole nephrology community. We have policies. We have procedures. We have um, guardrails put up to provide the safety for the patient in this environment. We work with the skilled nursing home staff. We collaborate and coordinate with them so that the patients are safe um, and receiving the best care possible. Well, and I remember those old days too, Anne, because uh, you know they had they were doing staff assisted dialysis at at home, and you know there's there's a bill out right now. You can go to rsnhope.org about you know providing more uh, payment options to for people to be able to do uh, dialysis at home with like some staff assisted and respite care, different things like that. Um, so because it always comes down to payment, doesn't it, Anne? I mean, one is education letting people know, but does this service, uh, is it provided by all insurance? Well, um, CMS does support home dialysis and we bill under um, the auspices of home dialysis because skilled nursing facility is the patient's, um, considered the patient's home. Can we use additional funding? Of course. Um, the patients that are in the skilled nursing home, I mean, some are living there for the rest of their lives, um, so they might be presenting just like a patient who would be in the outpatient unit. However, there's patients there with that are vented 
that no longer need the acute care level of, um, of care that's provided in the acute care hospital. And so for those, you know, it, it becomes a somewhat expensive model. Um, and I believe that we do need more reimbursement for that. I mean, this is, you know, a new area of the world and we need to fund it correctly and appropriately. Um, keep in mind that our staff-to-patient ratio is much less than what's in um, the chronic units. Um, we typically, we have one to two, one to three um, staff-to-patient ratios, so that's much more expensive. Um, we don't provide, you know, there's not like, you know, 120 patients in a skilled nursing home receiving dialysis, and it is a dispersed market, um, so the costs are much higher. It mimics in the private home, the patients who are receiving care there in order to get supplies into the skilled nursing homes, just like they do to get supplies into the individual patients' homes and to um, maintain a high level of oversight. So if I'm a person who's, you know, just, you know, hurt myself and, you know, being discharged from the hospital and have to go to a skilled nursing home, um, you know, how could I learn more about what you do and, you know, what steps do I need to take? I, get, I imagine I need to talk to my nephrologist. Definitely, definitely. And that's another um, world that we need to um, provide additional education is to the nephrologist. Um, just as the patients were not aware that this existed, and we've now dialyzed direct is in 13 states, um, so we are expanding our, our landscape there to be able to provide the care. But I truly believe that if you are in a hospital situation and you're presented and accept the need that you, to go into a skilled nursing home, you should be advocating to go to a skilled nursing home that provides in-house dialysis. Remember that if you're taking the time out of um, the time that you're in that facility, in that skilled nursing home facility, to travel to the outpatient dialysis. To me, that's less time that you're spending to get better, to recover from your acute care um, experience. And so you, need, you should be able to stay in the comfort of that um, building and that facility to receive treatment. Well, and I just want to go back to, you know, when I was on in-center hemodialysis, I really did feel bad for some people who were pretty debilitated, and there would be like five ambulances out front mm-hmm. at a certain time of the day, and and I, um, and I was, you know, I'm, I'm in my 50s now, but, you know, I was younger, and it was sometimes, you know, it was really difficult to see people who were just, they, they literally were brought in on a stretcher picked up and we, we kind of joked how cute the firemen were because you have to kind of cope um, and and then figure out, you know, transporting. Um, and, you know, you just felt so bad for them because also in addition, when you don't feel good, I mean, you know, and the dialysis facilities are, you know, bright and noisy and, and you know, they have to be. There's a lot of people in there. There's no way to yeah, just keep it busy. quiet. <laughs> yes. But when you feel bad and you're in pain, you know, it, it does seem like it would help the patient heal and get a little bit better faster. So, well, it's a disruption, um, especially, you know, now we're heading into the winter and in many parts of the country, it's going to be cold outside. Um, I've been hospitalized a number of times and I did not want to leave my house. I, I didn't want to leave my bed. I, I said, wait a moment. I don't know why I feel that way. I've stayed in bed the majority of the time in the hospital, except for going for tests or surgery. But I would like to just cocoon for a little while. And so this is 
this is a much more natural um, state to be in. It, it, it aligns with how people typically feel. Do not make me get up. I'm tired. I need to relax. <laughs> you know? Oh, and, yes. You know, our schedules um, are more conducive um, to the environment, the skilled nursing home environment. Our dialysis does not start at 3 or 4 a.m. I'm going to tell you I'm very glad about that. Um, that's not the schedule I like to keep. It's in the middle of the night. So we recognize that the individual who's living in the skilled nursing home who receives dialysis, they need to eat. They need to have their breakfast. So we arrange our schedule so they have breakfast, so they're not missing lunch. Um, so that, again, so they're not missing their medications. We coordinate our schedule, our dialysis treatment schedule with rehab so they don't miss rehab. So if they're scheduled for rehab five days a week, and most patients are that I've come across, they 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 have it. They're able to embrace that and participate. I just had like another flashback of when I was really sick one time and I know I needed to go to emergency and it was raining out. And I'm in Southern California. So my definition of cold is if it's below 50. Um, and I, you know, I think of my kidney kin peeps out there who have to, you know, one one of my friends is, was on dialysis since nine months, like 25 years or something. And she lived in Buffalo. And I'm like, she would get up and go to dialysis in that, like, I'm just like, oh, respect, dear, respect. Um, uh, you know, to just battle the elements. Yeah. Um, and, you know, when you feel lousy, you know, everything gets you down a little bit more. I know that, um, you know, I don't cope as well when I don't feel as well. So I imagine um, one of the other benefits is is that the dialysis facilities are so busy and and, you know, they can't always give that individual attention, but... You know, I might be more grouchy and more demanding if I'm in a in a facility than where if I have my own comfort at um, in a in a skilled nursing facility. So, Let me off. I know, I know. Well, you know, Alice, this has been really wonderful to see this option being provided to patients, and I know that you've been working really hard to get the message out there. And so uh, can you give everybody the website and um, what they can do for next steps if they want to learn more about uh, this service? Sure. Our website is www.dialyzedirect.com. And there they can go and find out. Uh, um, and then also, I think what's really important, and you mentioned it earlier, was that, you know, they need to, you know, maybe talk to their doctor. Hey, if something ever happens to me, can I get this service? Um, you know, so not waiting till the moment. So, uh, because, you know, most nephrologists, and I'm going to say that, you know, are pretty much up on things, but huh? I. I would say, you know, and I used to, as you know, sell products in dialysis. Some of them just get so overwhelmed, they don't know all the things that are going on. So, um, on many occasions, I've brought information to nephrologist, and he's like, oh, thank you, I wasn't aware of that. <laughs> and, um, you know, to let them be knowledgeable about what's out there. Well, patients need to advocate for themselves um, and, and demand the services that are available, the best services that are available, the best dialysis treatments that are available to them. And when the focus is to get well, to recuperate, to be comfortable, then dialysis in the skilled nursing home is, uh, in my opinion, is the best. I, I would concur with that. 
<laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, just the idea of getting up and not feeling well. And, and it really is, um, we need all the tools we can do to heal because it's, and, and you know, I've had a couple of my knees replaced and both of my knees. I don't have more than two. Um, and, you know, I had, um, I, I did go, I was actually transplanted at the time, but I had to go to a rehab facility for like a week. And so that would be a, a great example of, um, you know, needing some short-term care. Well, Lori, so, when you, uh, you know, not to belabor the point, but in that week that you're in the rehab, how many hours did you spend outside of the building or uh, outside traveling or... Um, I didn't leave my room. <laughs> right, to leave your room and, and everything else that was going on unless you're a transplant patient, but if you need dialysis services exactly. and those services are not provided in the skilled nursing home, what? how many hours are you out of the building that you're not recuperating? And because of the more frequent dialysis that we're providing in the skilled nursing home, we have 15 hours. A dialysis nurse has 15, sometimes more, hours of front-facing with a patient in the environment that they're living in. And that's unheard of, that nurse-to-patient care is at a very high level in that situation. And that's so important. And just to belabor one other little issue, and I think you did bring it up, but, you know, when you have surgery or something like that, you don't want to be exposed to more germs. Mm-hmm. And um, being in your own room, own environment, um, you know, it just allows you to not pick up any little bugs that you may not have wanted. <laughs> so, uh, Very true. Uh, it's, yeah. it's so true. You know, there's so many benefits. Well, um, Alice, it's been really wonderful speaking to you today. For those of you, um, you know, want to learn more, go to dial- com, and you can learn about the services and, uh, you know, family members, patients, you know, you need to advocate uh, what's the best option for you. So uh, go out there and, and, you know, the best thing to do is just take care of ourselves so we can avoid skilled nursing facilities. Yes. Uh, Yes. (laughs) I know. You know, and one of the things I wanted to make a point, because I think it's really important, um, I've had to, you know, when I go out because I have some arthritis, I use a cane. And it took me a long time to get to the point of like, God, you know, I just don't like to look use that. You know what I mean? But after I saw three friends fall and hurt themselves, one ended up passing away from the fall. I am not too proud to do what I need to do to not, you know, not just to, just because I'm vain. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Like, it's like use a cane if you need a cane, people. <laughs> <laughs> and and forget about that because hopefully you will never need a skilled nursing facility and uh, but it's great to have options so so uh, thank you so much Alice and I look forward to seeing you soon and take care Lori and thanks again thanks for listening to Kidney Talk a program of Renal Support Network please make sure to find us on Facebook or sign up for our newsletter at rsnhope.org Kidney Talk is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment from your physician. Always seek the advice of your own health care provider regarding your medical condition.